Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode of CORE is brought to you by you at patreon.com slash CORE show today. Your flesh was made to die. Pull those nipple rings off. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to CORE. It is Heroes of the Storm time It's for us to all, all talk about Heroes of the Storm. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger, and we're back uh, with the recently reworked and controversial, I might add, Asmodan. We'll get to him in a minute. We'll talk about him. We'll talk about Jim Rayner. We'll talk about uh, this cool skin deal that we're right in the middle of. All kinds of stuff to talk about today. But before we do... Here's a little thought for you. What if a new Overwatch hero was announced by showing up in Heroes of the Storm first? Hmm. Who wrote that? Was that you, John, or is that you, Bo? That was me. Okay. John, I got this question for you. Yeah. Uh, how mad would the would those people be? <laughs> I don't know. They gave those people, as you call them, uh-huh. a hamster and they seem generally okay. So I kind of think at this point, you can do whatever you want to overwatch people, and they'll be generally okay with it. Yeah. Okay, but wouldn't... Here's my question that that perhaps challenges this idea. And I'm not completely opposed to this. I think it sounds like fun. It also gives some some really cool cred to to heroes as, a, as the origin point for something, right? But right. what if you did that without any fanfare? Basically, it's just, oh, here's a new hero... Uh, how long, I mean, don't you think we'd need it for a while in Heroes to kind of flesh him or her out and show what that character is all about before uh, Overwatch gets their fingers on it? 
Yeah, the way I think in in my weird dream scenario where this happens, uh, I think it comes out and everyone's like, we're putting a new original character into, uh, not into Overwatch, into Heroes of the Storm. Check it out. And you get this character and you're like, all right, this character's cool. Got a cool design. Yeah. Kind of neat. I'm digging it. You maybe have other people like, yeah, but isn't it weird that they're just in this game? People just kind of dissuade it. But you've got the little rumors kicking around, kind of like how people thought about Hammond before mm-hmm. he was revealed as a hamster man. Yeah, you know, uh, like showing other uh, like pictures of apes and then made right. you think it was another ape. But then instead it was a freaking uh, hamster inside of a ball instead of an ape. I just like, yeah. I like saying ape. Yeah. <laughs> Your regular Charlton Heston. <laughs> they're damned and they're uh, dirty, but yeah, no, I get your point. Like that, uh, yes, like it's a it's a good point. But how? But how do you do it in a way that isn't? Do you secretively do this? Do you say like, oh, look at this new hero and heroes, pretty cool. Uh, it's introduced from the Nexus lore and uh, whatever. And then what? Three weeks later, you suddenly go, and he's also gonna be in Overwatch. Like, how do you handle it? You put together a really awesome cinematic in Overwatch, and you've got all these characters fighting, and everybody's into it, and they're like, ah, and then things get very dire all of a sudden, and it looks bad. Maybe mm. Tracer's going to die. Yeah, I don't know. People are getting shot a lot with very little like actual consequences, like in that original trailer. Okay. Still to this day, the part that bugs me the most. People just unloading guns on each other, and everyone's kind of nonplussed about the whole thing. But yeah, yeah. And there's a kid around. <laughs> yeah, and there's Let's a kid forget, just watching. Let's it. not forget the two children that are like, is this dangerous? <laughs> yeah, that's a fair point. So that's all going on. And then right when things are at their most dire, a rift appears and the character pops out and is like, you know, catchphrase. And then they do. And then they right. solve the problem. Yeah. All right. Dear Nephilim, you <laughs> thought you were so clever. <laughs> yeah, it's your Overwatch turns guns. out. Turns yeah. out it was Malthiel. It was just Malthiel the whole time. Oh, oh right. It. That's Esmond. I love that it would be all this time we've had Malthiel <laughs> as a tease that it, he would be coming to Overwatch. That's great. <laughs> I mean, they have hell, presumably, in the Overwatch, or the belief of hell. It's yeah. One, in that world. One would assume. I mean... I mean, even even if you go, you could go pretty pagan and still get visions of hell. You got Hades with the Greek mythology and all that. I think you could go. You could even it's come pretty agnostic when it comes to religion. I yeah. think in Overwatch, so but still, pretty in much. a world <laughs> where Hammond exists, there is most definitely a hell. <laughs> Wait, do you not? Do we not like Hammond? Or I don't know how he, I feel about Hammond. It's see, like see on obnoxious? one hand, it's the best thing. On one hand, it's the worst thing. Part of me thinks that John. John is struggling with a much more primordial problem here, which is his love of anime uh, should be enough for him to be really excited about this damn gerbil. But on the other hand, like me, he's like, ooh, really a hamster? Like I would have, I'm totally fine with it because it is what it is and it is coming and that's great. And the game's fun and that's that's why I care about Overwatch characters because they play well and that's great and everything and I like his mechanics. I probably would have preferred some sort of monkey in there. Just because they already I, have a I know scientist. They do, but he doesn't have to be another scientist. He can just be kind of a crazy monkey who's real good at mechanical stuff and built his own little roller ball. And it didn't have to be a gerbil or a, sorry, a hamster. I, I think 
I think the part of me that likes Hammond <laughs> is the part of me that's happy that it's not just another human. Because Overwatch, I mean, yeah, you can say, well, they have, uh, what's his name? The ape guy. Uh, Winston. What's his name? Winston? Winston. Yeah. yeah, they got Winston, so they've already opened the doors to weird characters. But he's kind of the only one. I mean, besides that, they have a lady that's blue, and they have a guy that's a dwarf. Well, like they, a and they real, have, like... And they have, war, they have like, robot people. If like, uh, out-of-fantasy mythology dwarf. I'm not just making fun of the fact that he's short. I'm probably the what's same the, what's, what's the polite... What's the nomenclature we're allowed to... Like, it's... Little person or dwarf now. Those are the two. Yeah, but I mean, like, he's literally okay, out of Lord of the Rings a dwarf. Yeah. He just happens to have a gun. Because the condition's literally called dwarfism, so people are cool with that, but... But you're right. Okay. He he is he is a straight up. Hey, get your axe and let's go fight in Mordor kind of dwarf. He totally is. Yeah, and that's about as out there as they get. And then all of a sudden they're like, and a hamster. <laughs> and so it's. I'm happy that they're taking the step. I'm just I look at him and I'm like, whoa, this is a jarring first step. You I don't know? think. By the way, they're saying Roadhog in the chat is not human. Jimmy two times says that. No, he's a guy. He's a fat guy he's that a- wears a pig mask. That's He's it. a dude. Probably, you know what your my parents used to say: if you eat too much craft dinner, you're gonna turn into craft dinner. <laughs> I really like craft dinner or mac and cheese for you Americans. Yeah, I prefer craft dinner. I do too. Craft dinner. You guys have craft. Okay, we do because craft um, makes mac and cheese, but we don't call it craft dinner. But I like that a lot because it's a Canadianism that I totally support. So I would right. prefer people so say craft. You eat dinner. too much crack and dinner, and um, you're gonna turn into it. And to me, Roadhog is like he. His parents are like, son, if you eat too much bacon, you're going to turn into bacon. He's like, but mom, I like bacon. And it's just this weird genetic thing that, that happened yeah. because he ate too much bacon. I'm not ready to call Roadhog a pig per se, but I think he's a man who's eaten a lot of pig. So yeah. we can find we can find common ground there. But honestly, I mean, Hammond's fine. He's just he's that first step into the pool, like where it goes above your belly button. Yeah. Like it's jarring. Mm-hmm. But now you can have fun in the pool. Like yeah. it's OK. We'll all get through it. We'll all be fine. Yeah. But you're a little like, hmm, I was not prepared for this. It's only his belly button, though, right? It's what? only the only part of him that's just really disgusting is the belly button oh, everything else ta- is man I, th- I think you're right? still talking about roadhog i think what yeah, john's uh, saying is when you're a little kid and you're getting into a cold pool once you get to the belly button you're in enough to start having fun and it's not this freezing oh, okay. cold thing so but yes his belly button is also like 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 there was an accident when the doctor was giving birth to him and really botched the severing well, of the he's umbilical just got cord. like an audi that looks like a little piggy like that's explained through non-science fiction. Like, yeah, the, the butcher gave, delivered this baby. <laughs> it's like a, it's like an Audi butthole though, a little bit. That thing, I don't like yeah. it. Yeah, I've, yeah, I'm you not know, sure what an Audi I heard that car is, was but... a failure coming off the line. <laughs> well, wait, they not have a, a word of, for that. Not a lot of love for the <laughs> Audi butthole. The Audi butthole. <laughs> There's a word for it. It's like the uh, pro. Uh, what's it? Pro- anal prolapse. Yeah, yeah, where your butthole goes the other way. This has gone Anal too far. No, this is Pro true. Lab. No, do not Google it. You don't it. want to oh, see it. You, you don't want to see it. Oh, what? Why did that change? Where? <laughs> see? <laughs> see? I clicked that X button really fast. It was gross. <laughs> it's, ex- it's exactly really what you gross. think it is, and it's usually ca- a ca- It's usually caused by like some serious 
like injury. I'll be right back. I gotta go and gouge my eyes out and wipe them off. Um, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, it's bad. John Warnja. John Warnja. I like learning I new things. Yeah. I told him not to. It do is it. a rule thirty-four thing, chat. You're right. So okay. The point it's is not this porn I found. It was very scientific photos of a natural phenomenon that is horrifying. Yeah, it's horrible. Don't awful. Google it. Yeah, Nobody not, Google it. Basically, not, picture the, those enemies. It's serious. If you want eye polyps, you, like look at the picture. <laughs> ah, Let's just ah. use theater of the mind here. Don't Google it. It's the enemies from Half Life that pull you up towards the ceiling. Yes. I mean, the, thank you. That's a good way to put it. The good it. news is I've got inspiration for there'll be dungeons this weekend. But, yeah, you can uh, totally. Do no, that. I don't want that. Here's the thing. Nobody Here's that. the thing. Those Strange that that is a condition usually caused by a severe accident. A lot of power lifters experience it. Not a lot. Of, well, some of them. They overdo it. They go to lift a bunch of weight. Pfft, out it goes. So it's a thing that you'd have to have medical attention for, all that stuff. It's not like some weird thing that's all... Well, now I say it. Somebody somewhere thinks it's all sexy. But no, I let's just not is. even double down on this, okay? The baseline. The baseline's bad enough. <laughs> anyway, we think that it would be neat if Overwatch Hero got announced in Heroes of the Storm first. All right. Um, this is what I was going to get back around to. So I think you make a good point. Hammond kind of came out of left field. Why couldn't one of the left... Why couldn't left field be this fun, cooperative event between the two teams to release somebody in heroes and then suddenly he's available over there and you do it in a way that you mentioned like a cinematic way a way that was not just oh guess what look who's in look who's on the ptr this week like it would have to be make some noise about it right make some f- cool blizzardy in-gamey or otherwise cinematic kind of reveal then i think you could pull it off uh but who is the question would it have to be like the crow keeper or whatever the hell his name is. What's the name of the bird guy? The crow keeper. The- <laughs> What's his name? The bird man. The Cur- raven lord. The raven lord. That's a real champions of the tempest character right there. <laughs> the, ta- the the raven lord uh, or the dragon man or any of those people. <laughs> I don't know if this is coming out right. Just like a prolapsed anus. But anyway. <laughs> I just stopped thinking about it like a second ago. It's like a sunspot burned into my retina. I blink and I see it. But these guys, they, they, uh, they, they, it would have to be something like that because it can't be just another lore character from a, another game and it can't be an Overwatch character because we don't know who it is yet. Or can it? Is that what you're saying, John? Like make it a character that would have been over in Overwatch anyway. But to yeah. us, we, well, what do you tell the heroes people? Where do you say you came from? Uh, he's a mysterious character in the Nexus. <laughs> All right. A mysterious Nexus character. Yeah. I'm kind of down with this. I actually think the this pro- is the possible. The problem is, though, they can't. It's, I think it'd be too telegraphed if it was like a human. Mm. If they had a human and he had a gun. Right. Had it's a like, gun, no but not an Overwatch. Yeah. Everyone would guess that. The jig would be up. Yeah. You need to like put. It has to be like a larva or I don't know. Like, like John's saying, an animal or some weird thing that doesn't. A long, like a larva. <laughs> I don't know. I reached for the first thing and larva. <laughs> it was a larva. I was like, "Oh crap!" Um, yeah, it'd have to be something weird, like a Hammond style. We're you're on the right train of thought, I think, with Hammond. Yeah, I think he opened the gates to this possibility. Yeah, yeah, the gates of but hell. Is really. it just mutant mutant animals? Because we're like with the gerbil, we're like treading on 
TMNT territory with Overwatch. I stuff. completely agree. In fact, I feel like that someone makes wants... me think of the Triceratops people in the original Eastman and Laird comics when they pretty soon after the start of the run they're in, traveling interdimensionally. Yeah, that got real and, weird real quick. And, and and the Triceratops people were awesome. I thought they looked yeah. cool. Well, who uh, uh, Bebop and Slim Slammer? What are the two two bad Rock guys? Steady. Rock Steady. Yeah, and Bebop, they were basically hippos or something, weren't they? Or what was their deal? That <laughs> was a I, rhino I, and yeah. a warthog. <laughs> I've got the graphic novels of the original run, the first four. Um, I don't remember them so much. I, there's a lot of Shredder, no Krang. Yeah, Krang wasn't um, around. And uh, the the Mouser, there was a storyline with the, with the, the those first, those original comics. They were kind of dark, man. Those things. Yeah, they yeah. were like. I mean, they weren't super gory, but they had like a sort of intensity to it. It was it was good. Rocksteady and Slim Slam. <laughs> it was all a big riff on Daredevil and, you know, modern ninja comics. It was oh. good. It was good. Yeah, it was good. Um, anyway, point is, I think it's a decent idea there, John. And I think that if uh, Blizzard's listening, we would hope that they would at least consider this idea. They have I'm, long since just... turned off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they did not make it this far. It might not have. Because they Googled anal polypsy or whatever you call it whoa what that's a whole different condition you don't want both of those at the same time <laughs> whatever you call it they googled it prolapse it. yeah don't look up We're... don't ever look up prolapse at all now we figured out why they're not in the launcher it sounds like a weird like steam indie rts doesn't it prolapse the attack of the attack of the zimzams prolapse Anyways. Swear muscles, rub some prolapse on it. You pre-ordered, so you get to play the prolapse chapter. There you go. Ask your doctor if prolapse is right for you. All right, check this out. Uh, the Reddit art and animation Q&A happened. That's exciting, because I, you know, as much as we're into how the game plays, I am very much into the how the game looks and feels, and I'm interested in, you know, that whole side of things. And so uh, we got a bit of information here. For example... A new, excuse me, new Arthas. What's BW models? What does that mean? Bright, Bright, Brightwing. Oh, Brightwing. So, the new Arthas and Brightwing models. Oh, gotcha. Okay, I didn't know Brightwing was on the on the chopping block. I figured that they're not on the chopping block, but they had prom not promised, but had shown some art of an alternate version Brightwing with more points of what is it reticulation or something articulation. Yeah, <laughs> a few BlizzCons ago, maybe I remember Samwise talking about it. There was some, there was, there's always been a discussion around how Arthas model quote sucks. Yeah. And Brightwing has a higher definition version. And we've always sort of heard, yeah, not quite yet, not quite yet. You know, it's something we'd like to do. They kind of put up, you know, someone made a comment just like, we want it to happen, but it takes so much work that we'd rather devote to other spots that we'll do it when it makes sense, but like kind of a stop asking comment in a way like, it's a while out. Don't be sad if it never happens. I think if there's ever a big rework for either of these heroes in the works, that might justify them revisiting the models yeah. for them. Makes me but, it makes me wonder why they rushed to do that murky change back in the day, and then they're just so slow to do these. Because I remember being in that meeting with John at in BlizzCon two years ago, and Samwise saying, "Oh, can't wait to fix that Arthas." Like he was talking about it. Yeah. yeah. And I'm surprised. I, mean, I don't think it's that they don't want to. They definitely have an interest. They, but I mean, that's always the thing is they're always like, yeah, we just don't know when's the right time to devote the time and effort to it. But maybe it's just the echo chamber that is Reddit sometimes, but it seems like something people really want. Yeah. So, I, I mean, to me, 
there are plenty of skins that I could do without to see these, you know, I th- improved. I think the argument is there's plenty of things people really want. People really want sure a hamster in the game. <laughs> people really want new maps or new stuff. Right. So it's like not a question of that. It's just priority. You know, like, it's just priority. It's just, yeah, because I think there are definitely people who want to change probably a lot of stuff that we don't even think of in the community in the game. Yeah. Well, I mean, also, also in the case of Arthas, you can cover up for a lot of that with new skins. Like, um, that's less of a commitment in terms of what they would have to do to make him look better. It doesn't fix the model problems, but it, at the very least, redresses the old one, and that's probably enough for them. Plus, they have a ton of, uh, ton of skins for him. I wonder if that yeah. gets jacked up when you change a model and you got. They all have to get changed too. Like yeah. it, it would all have to fall into place. So the more skins they have, the more they have to change. Like it's just it sound. They made it sound like it was a lot of work. Not that it wasn't something they didn't want to do, but when stacked up when they have their meetings and they're talking about what they should be working on, it seems like yes, it would be nice, but there's little gain out of it. I suppose. Like yeah. why not just release instead of updating Arthas, let's just release a new war. <laughs> it's just like, sure. you know, we'll get to it when we get to it. People are excited about both things, so you got to pick and choose. My favorite conversation I mean, that's happened in the chat right now is uh, this one. Shit Thunder says, <laughs> great name, says, yeah. I heard Fabio is the model for Arthas. Daniel J. Newman says, oh. And then he says, Fabio got hit by a bird on a roller coaster once. <laughs> that's true. I love that. Is that true? He got hit by. Yeah, that's absolutely. I true. don't know anything uh, about that. I, found, I saw a picture of that on a random search. I was like, "What's this?" Probably hit my bird. That's amazing. I didn't know about that. Now that's something you can Google and look up the picture for. Yeah, prolapsed anus. Look that up. Oh, and you mean the, the, the other one? Really hurt him. He's, prolapsed he's bleeding pretty bad. Oh, wait, really? That. Like hit him yeah. while he was riding the thing, or what? Yeah, it killed the bird. Fabio's messed up. Let's take a look here. I want to see what this is. Images of Fabio. Oh, geez. He's bleeding all over the place. Yeah. It was a rough deal for everybody involved. Where's the... Oh. Uh, there's a video. Uh, there's video of this? Yeah, oh, I think so. He's starting to look weird. All right. Let's see. <laughs> Fabio. Oh, it, uh, well, here it here, is. I, I found it. Okay. Oh, he's even... Okay, here he is. He's riding with a bunch of girls like he always does. There's a drum coming down. Yeah, let's see what happens here. Okay, they're taking off. Everyone's clapping because it's Fabio on a roller coaster. There's a stupid caught on tape.tv uh, thing overlaid on this, and it's pissing me off. Okay, they're going up the thing. Does the bird get them on the way up? They, they don't. It doesn't actually show the hit. Oh, well, it shows it's coming down, though, and it's kind of a li- I mean, it's not hilarious. Oh, here he comes, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's completely... What? Why him and not everyone else? It's the girl on his left. <laughs> Her face. Uh, <laughs> she, she looks like... Oh, my she gosh. Looks, she looks like she's more terrified than Fabio is. Yeah, he got nailed or something. Wow. So how do they know it was a bird? They found the bird's body. I oh, think. it wasn't just because he said... <laughs> I mean, what else would it have been? <laughs> I can't believe it's a bird, he said. <laughs> All right, that's fantastic. Now they're doing it in slow motion. This is the worst idea I've ever had on the show. Let's get rid of that. Okay, great. Anyway, where were we? Oh, yeah, Arthas. R- R- Arthas. Arthas blood, uh, Bloodwing. Sorry, Brightwing not getting redone, redos anytime soon. So quit asking. Uh, we learned from this that making skins is different, is sorry, a different level of resource uh, requirement depending on a hero. 
So for example, Ragnaros has his special effects to consider, his weird roly-poly uh, thing around his waist. He's got the fiery thing on the ground, all that kind of stuff. Uh, just means certain heroes are more likely to receive tints and skins and abil- uh, ability recolors with greater frequency depending on those factors. Makes perfect sense. So you're going to see, I don't know, Jim Rayner get more flourish because he shoots a gun and that's it. How about all the Jaina skins? Jaina too, right. Yeah. She just has to jump around and poke you. But you look at somebody like Ragnaros and you think, okay, well, if they want to give you purple Ragnaros, they not only have to color the model, but every single fire particle effect that comes off of him and his big grown version model and all of that all needs to be updated too. Yeah. And yeah, that's you're, a you're lot even, of work for you're even, even you're even thinking small too, because a recolor is one thing, but if you want to do uh Pastagetti Ragnaros, <laughs> you'd have to put a bunch of meatballs and noodles in, in the lava wave. <laughs> <laughs> but wait are you saying that you have a great idea for a new rag skin that's based i don't know on... that it's my idea but i mean i've seen like a chef boyardee ragnarok <laughs> or something where he has like ra- ravioli and he's gonna shut up and that way because he needs to stay red and pasta sauce is red they can't recolor him because of the other elemental lords i'm, um, I'm looking so... up this right now to see if i can find something I know they didn't answer my question, but I know I've suggested poo emoji Ragnaros uh, with lava wave beams. It's, it's giant... that they didn't just jump on that, though. <laughs> giant sea of shit. <laughs> rolling yeah. down the lane. <laughs> I have no idea why they didn't answer that one. That's yeah, odd. I love that, but that, you know, brown, that's, an ele- that's a different elemental lord. I don't know which one. You got, but... Chat room's got the great name for him. Chef Boyardee Ragnaroli. <laughs> yes, the Ragnaroli is a great idea. All right. You, sir, get an internet cookie. This is fantastic. Sasquatch. Um, Janitor Leoric yeah. is all but confirmed. Yep. Someone yeah. uh, asked, and they were like, it'd be a shame to not sweep him off the table. Something like that. They made some pun that, I, that I'm forgetting. But basically confirming that there is a Janitor Leoric. I got a question for you guys. I, f- I found the dumbest skin <laughs> skin concept for chen Stormstout. i will now okay. share it with you as i share it with the chat room because this okay. is so dumb uh here it is in full color everybody this is i don't <laughs> i don't know what he's doing he's got i understand okay he's kind of redneck he got the hat and the cutoff jeans and the flip-flops uh-huh. and then he's fishing why is he carrying a giant can <laughs> Because he carries a, a can, can normally. Oh, so this is his just giant beer? Yeah, he just it's just a big uh was it a king can? Oh my gosh. Just a, just a can, an actual can of alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> just a I like the fishing can. <laughs> this is perfect. Here's another one and you might like. Um sorry. I like the fact that his wife beater oh, I guess that's not the right way to say that. <laughs> I don't know. It's still his that's what we cup. say. There's it, a it not down. that's Liladin, so it's Lily. Uh, that's actually a pretty good idea. I'm on board with that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That one's all right. Um, oh, yeah. These, some of these are really poorly drawn, which is what it's drawing me to them. It's just making me like them. I can't find another one. But anyway, oh, here's one for you. <laughs> uh, all right. This is uh, <laughs> so dumb. This is, what's her name? Uh, Zagara, Zagara <laughs> as a bee lady. So she's like a bee queen. And so she puts down, look, honeycomb hives are the creep. Uh, flower patch creep, if you want. Uh, she's got her different abilities there. She's got a bee 
Ling. So instead yeah. of banelings, they're beanlings. Uh, and they explode into big honey things. And then look, she's oh, all like a honey. I love the flower patch creep. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like that concept Grass a lot. and flowers everywhere. Yeah, pretty dumb. <laughs> anyway, I love crap you, like You've that. seen the janitor Leoric, though, right? Yeah, I'm We've looking at one right here. There's a couple of versions of it. It looks like it's, everybody there's wants There's one with it, there's some kind of Asian writing. I don't know tell what me, it is. Tell me you don't want this. Sorry, one more. Sorry, audio listeners. This is just the way it is today. Look at this. Look at this chin. Uh, or, uh, yeah, sorry. that's from a Chilling. Hearthstone card, isn't it? Like that's a yeah, guy that's from a the. Card. Oh, is it Meet based on that? Of gadgets and. Oh, you know, I didn't know that. Well, they should totally yeah. make Shogal into that. That's oh, an amazing. Oh, is his name Hancho? Oh, is it? I think yeah. so. Okay. Yeah. All right. Wait. That's super Hancho. cool. I'd be all into that. Boy, there is a surprising amount of um, of fan art for ideas for skins. Oh yeah, more than I expected. I, I don't know why I didn't think that would be a thing. <laughs> so, so the Chogal's name is Don Honcho. Don Honcho. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is my le- this here's my least favorite thing I've seen today. I'm sending it to you, and I didn't look at prolapsed anuses. Okay, so. good, because I was like, I don't know if I want to see it. We've been looking yeah. at some weird stuff. I don't oh my gosh, that's super good. I don't like it. I like it so much. I don't know if I want him in a hot, a moving hot. I don't know. It is a, for those who are audio listeners, it is a phoenix <laughs> where his spider skeletal structure is just a, a hot tub with legs. It's wood. It's made and, of wood. It's yeah. a made wood, of wood finish. Yeah, that is important. Uh-huh. And it's just got phoenix as a protoss just lounging in it. Yeah, drinking a fancy drink. It's actually kind of cool. But I also hate it for some reason. Anyway, um, that's neither here nor there, but they are working on that. So if you were hoping for a Leoric janitor, I was, then you're going to get one, John. You're going to get it. Yep. Uh, They say home screens will be basically 2D going forward. This is kind of a bummer, but I understand their reasoning. They said they took a great bit of time to develop and are being cut to let them work on game content. Uh, It took 15 people a few weeks to do it before. So I couldn't tell if that was an exaggeration, but that's what was written. It so could like, be. Wow, 15, 15 people a few weeks? Yeah. I mean, what it I wouldn't, seems... what I, you know what I wouldn't mind? This is the combo that you should do. If you're going to do the 2D art anyway, just give us some nice background art and then put the 3D character in the art. And I don't mean like try to pose it in the space. I just mean have it overlay it so I can kind of see what the dude looks like. I, maybe it doesn't matter. It's just that you've gotten us used to these cool vignettes and now you're going to take it away and put it in a painting. Pain, it's just lame, yeah, but I get it. I How get many it. year releases are there per year? Let's say they mean two weeks and it's 15 people. And so that's two weeks, 15 people per year release. If there's like 12 hero releases, it's a lot like 24 weeks of 15 people are tied up doing it. Make me another map with that time. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, that's yeah fine. I, I agree. In the grand <laughs> scheme of things, if you tell me, hey, those people could be doing other things, I go, yeah, they could. I'm okay. just going to miss it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just going to miss it. You know, I'm not saying they should. I'm saying it's the right choice. I totally get it. It just, I'm going to miss it. That's all. And I'm also, I'm look, I'm totally cool with like showing off two, more 2D art because I love that from Blizzard. So this isn't really even a complaint. I'm just going to miss the 3D stuff. So also you can make an argument. I have a 4K thing I play on now. Mm-hmm. And uh, the when they're blown up that big and at 4K, you really see like, when you've got kind of low texture 
resolution or stuff like that. And it's very obvious in those 3D splash screens because they blow them up. So the character yeah. itself gets gets enlarged, which means all their texturing gets enlarged. And it kind of looks a little bit off. Because more and more 4K displays are being used by players, it's probably an okay thing to sort of get away from a standard where that's going to be more noticeable. So It happens with ultra-wides as well. Like right now, the current Alterac themed uh you know character select screen how they've got the ultra stuff on the side yeah on an ultra wide there's actually a big hole in the mountains mm. like on over on the side like it looks like normal mountains with just a weird donut hole right through the middle of them because it's doing some weird i don't know stretching thing yeah so it uh it looks kind of odd it turns out you only see it if you have the ultra wide monitor Bo, look up uh prolapse ultra wide and see what comes up mm-hmm. in google Mm-hmm. Seems Just like do a it. safe idea. All right. It's uh, the same thing you saw before, money. but on a really Thank big patrons. <laughs> Pro- prolapse ultra wide. Yeah. <laughs> what happens? I don't want to know. I wrote, I wrote prolapse. <laughs> prolapse. Yeah, you don't want lapes. Nobody wants that. <laughs> He's making a face. Hold on. Uh. Um, I'm going to do oh, it. Just to... I'm getting all oh, this isn't monitors. Bad. Maser ultra okay. monitors. All right. Yeah. It's safe. Yeah. Down there, there's some other stuff. There's like a, there's the some... links were, were porn. Oh, they were? The, oh, but the image search was oh. monitors. Oh. This is very weird. Yeah, we oh, no. We just want you looking at the images. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I, there's a really gross image of an eyeball coming out of a head. And yeah. It didn't look like anything aesthetic. that's coming out like that is a, is considered a pro- prolapsed, whatever that organ is. So in the case okay. of in the case of <laughs> Junkrat or of uh, of Groundhog, what's his name? Roadhog. That he literally has a prolapsed <laughs> belly button. Groundhog. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bill Murray. Everybody, they put him in Overwatch finally. No, I I, I get it, and um, yeah, it reminds me. So probably. I have a someone I know who told, tells me that they blew their nose so hard that it came out inside out. Mm. That's a prolapse uh, nostril. That's a prolapse booger hole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a nostril. Yeah. yeah. Uh, prolapse. I don't think the doctor. The doctor's yeah. not going to call it a prolapse booger hole. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think what so. Do I was reaching for the word. Sorry. <laughs> His name was I'm Slim sorry. Slam the Hippo. Thanks, Jeremy. All right. <laughs> Um. What else? Uh, so there's that. There's hey, I have more banners coming, which I think is interesting because we we're all of the opinion that banners are perhaps wasted at the moment. But whatever. Well, uh, that came from somebody saying like, "Hey, banners seem like a thing that there's not a lot of," which is true. Yeah. Uh, they also said the same thing about uh, a lot of the the sprays and and icons for. I mean, there's classes from Diablo that are in the game but not represented in the sprays and stuff that you can pick from so they said they're they're possibly looking into all of that okay well that's good more of that is fine uh let's see portrait slots in the loadout panel so you could use different portraits per loadout was suggested uh that seems like a decent idea i like that uh how would that work wait a minute so so when you you pick your mount and your banner and your voice line and your uh taunt and well that's voice line banner mount spray you could also pick your portrait because like you might want to have a you know when i play uh chromie i want to have a chromie in the house portrait or something and then when i play diablo i want to have a diablo gonna get you 
uh, portrait. No, right. these don't exist, but you hey, know what I mean. Why, don't they, why haven't they hired you for everybody's catchphrases, <laughs> man? Pretty good. I'm Diablo, and I'm going to get to you. <laughs> in the house. I don't know the names of the portraits. Her uh, her well-known line when she's readying up, Chromie in the house. Chromie in the, his house, she says as she drops dirt on you. But here's Diablo the thing. Diablo going to get you. Here, here's, my, here's my thinking on that. That's actually a great idea. The problem is right now they have it so tied to account that I don't know if that's a problem. Like, is that a pain for them to change that? Uh, does that become... I don't, know. I don't know what that means. It may mean nothing, but I also like the idea. I, I, even if I'm in the middle of a draft pick and I'd be like, well, I ended up a Jaina, I'd like to mess around with my portraits and say, ooh, well, let's try a different Jaina face for this fight or whatever. I see nothing wrong with that. It's a great idea. Good idea. I Bob. want Good them idea. to release a series of portraits that are nothing but the characters doing bad selfies. Uh, no, John. Also, no, please. Also, yep. Please. It's yep. also a great I idea. I want duck face. Yeah. I want the little dog Instagram filter on Artanis. Yeah. Like, I want all sorts of things. Yep. This is right. You will live to regret this day. <laughs> nope. This I think you should past. do it. You will rue the day yep. when, when you said this. Um, also, uh, here's an interesting thing Lana Bachinski. Am I saying it right? Yeah, I think it's okay. uh, right, close enough. I didn't sure. like I knew. Really? Yeah, yeah, you got it. Uh, says that uh, Stukov was challenging artistically to nail the character uh, of art, animations, all that stuff to kind of just get it right because he is a monster with great power, but his character is one that has shame for his condition and represent or presents as a human. That's fun to hear about those kinds of challenges, and I personally yeah. think they nailed it with him. Um, he's awesome. Let's just all remind ourselves how great the, the, the post was really interesting. And I recommend you go and read through the comments and find that one because you usually see the finished product and you characterize it, but it's always an interesting process to do that work ahead of the creative process. Yeah. yeah. Like what is this person's motivation? What are their habits? What sure. would they have a tick? And I'd never considered Stukov as someone, the word shame never came into it. And then thinking about it was just like, Oh yeah. Like he's, he would totally not be cool as affliction and no, he, he uses it, it to his advantage in the moment. But right. generally speaking, it, it would be like wearing extra thick pants. If you had anal prolapse, <laughs> you'd be shamed of it, you know? And, and so like speaking of prolapses, well, Stukov is the, Stukov a walking is a, prolapse. Yeah, he's a walking prolapse, but here's the thing with him. He, he, he's got lines in there that all lean into that. Like when he dies, and then comes back to life. He's like, oh, I thought that was the last time. You know, like he wants to kind of not be around anymore. And mm. there's something sad, but also kind of unique about that with him as a character. So, so yeah, I, I like that they, I like that they hit that really well. Plus, he's just yeah, great. And most of the the heroes are either heroic or villainous, and they wear that kind of. Right. Yeah, we like that they lean into it, but they're not not all the characters are Illidan, who's like angsty and kind of evil but the good guy you know like so so shades of gray characters are always very cool yeah that's definitely stukov in a in a nutshell um so anyway go read the whole thing it's up on reddit it's worth uh checking out and reading through that it, don't they have another q a coming there's something else happening yeah, they got they're doing more. three this three is the total. first of three what's the other two do you know the other two is i forget <laughs> Probably some system. <laughs> You're here first. Systems <laughs> thing, or probably uh, no. One of them is like it's the typical stuff. I think it's balance changes. I'm looking it up now. It's it's basically mechanic stuff with mm. people 
go for. I noticed there wasn't a map one, which actually would have been kind of cool had they it decided to do that. It is ranked play changes and matchmaking. That's going to be the week of August 6th. Okay. And hero balance and design, which is the week of September 10th. We've uh, never had those AMAs before. <laughs> Look, I'll take whatever I like to throw out there. And I like that they did an art and animation one. I think that's really cool. And I would, on this streak, I think... I think um, Heroes has like excellent voice work, excellent sound design, kick-ass music. There's somebody, all the audio stuff. I don't think we barely hear from that side of the team and those team. You played last week the War Chrome Waste trailer yep, on the show, and the music was, you know, somebody made that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, they kicked ass. They don't, if, they don't borrow music; they make it. And with every patch, there's at least a new track in there in the rotation of what you're hearing when you load into the screen, if not for when new maps launch, like Alterac has all new music and mm-hmm. sounds like, where's their AMA? Right. Those guys are awesome. I totally agree. Um, just for fun here, where is it? War Chrome, Rogue, I just got this from Blizzard. Hold on. Check out the War Chrome Waste. It's hard for me to say. War Chrome Waste. War Chrome Waste. It's hard to say. Uh, I'm trying to find that music again because I want someone to isolate that guitar and I want to keep it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not in the client. Yeah, uh, some separate. So thing. I think it's just part of the promotional material. Unfortunately, it's so cool. Oh my gosh, yeah. it's good. Yeah. Um. All right. What else? Uh. Let's talk about the July 10th patch. <clears throat> that would have been yesterday. Yesterday being Tuesday. We got all the stuff in. Uh, the reworks, which we were expecting for Asmodan and uh, Jim Rayner. He is, uh, his name now in the skin setup get up is uh, Road Warrior Rayner. And uh, what's Asmodan's thing? What's What do we call him? Uh, um, big Fatty? What was it? I don't know. Diesel Seeking Asmo? Diesel Seeking Asmo. That's pretty good, actually. I wouldn't. I would believe you if I didn't. If I didn't know it was something, something else. like that. I have no idea. Whatever he is, uh, bagpipe looking Spider Man. I don't know what he is. Uh, it is, uh, well, Dominus Vile Asmodan, Hazardous Vile Asmodan, and Machinist Vile Asmodan. Gotcha. Because the, the description we have in the note says Mad Asmo and Lil Ray Ray reworks, which isn't correct, or Ray works. <laughs> <laughs> little ray 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 works little ray ray <laughs> how does he get rid of his uh, piss jugs anyway i what? think dominus vile is the overall name because okay. there's dominus vile asmodan diesel speaker nazebo and road raider rainer yeah and they're oh it's not road warrior rainer why did i no, think i read no, that mel gibson has a trademark on that <laughs> i don't think it's mel gibson but yes i mean i don't think it's him that owns it but yes, uh, they all look great. I think they're awesome. I got a chance to play a ton of games last night, uh, Bo and I, and for a bit, Ryan. And that was really fun to play those characters in their new clothes. Uh, but let's talk about the reworks themselves. I am uh, was never really turned on too much by Jim Rayner as a character in Heroes of the Storm. Just was never my play style. I, I kind of got trapped in that hole. Oh, he's the tutorial character. He's two-buttoned Harry. He's only got really Q and W. And if, if you ever make E active, it's cause you had to pick a thing way down the road and he's just, you know, Joe easy or whatever. I probably let that sink in a little too much cause obviously he was never that, but I just didn't touch him that much. Got on a level five and then just never really messed around with Jim Rayner again. Um, 
this change though feels really good. And uh, he's no longer two button Terry. He is three button Terry, just like everybody else. And uh, I'm also pretty sure that there's a really good reason now to pick his ultimate. That is the the little ship buddy. What's he called? The Raider. The Raider. Raider's the Raider. We don't have a name for him yet. He needs a name. Oh, he has a name. The little Raider. Little does? Ray Ray. I like little Ray Ray. <laughs> little Ray Ray. It's pretty good. Yeah, it doesn't. It's cute, but I don't know if it rolls off the tongue. Ray Ray. Raymond. Ray Ray. Raymond. Ray Ray. Raymond the Raider. We know he's um, little. We he, don't need you to tell us he's little. He's no, little. he's little. Uh, so he's all up in there, and I think that's a really fun uh, mechanic. It's basically like having your own pet for the rest of the game, and he's just sort of always with you, and you can choose to make him attack things or move away. He's leashed a little bit in terms of kind of his radius around you, but I think that plays out really well. But just the few games I played with him, I felt like I was playing with a whole new character, partly because I haven't touched Rainer in a long time, but also I think his changes feel really good. Um, he's got a nice, uh, nice feel to him. John, did you get a chance to yank Ray Ray around a little? <laughs> I did. Uh, although I'm actually still, I'm sticking with Hyperion, which I, I know is me ignoring the new fancy. So it's boring. So I hear, you know, an audible internal, ah, but I still like the Hyperion. I like aiming that at structures and calling it a day, yeah. but, uh, it's, he's, good rainer himself is really a lot of fun um my advice for playing against new rainer would be this walk away sooner than you would expect um and that's how you deal with him because that's the thing is i feel like his damage kind of sneaks up on you his range you know we're not used to it because we haven't been seeing a ton of him mm -hmm. uh, we've probably seen more hanzo than him so you know, the thing that I kept running into was people who stayed a little longer than they meant to and then had to walk away and Rainer was able to keep on them long enough and they died, you know, just getting through the gate or something like that. So yeah. he's uh, he feels strong. He feels really, really good. A formidable carry. Bo, do you agree? Um, not sure yet. Didn't get to play him much. Because mm. uh, I've been playing Asmodan. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about Asmodan for a second because there's controversy around that. A lot of people think he's broken and sucks now and that no one ever wants to play him again. Now, I know there's always a lot of hyperbole on the internet and people always freak out about change, especially if it's a character they love. But it seems like a few people I've talked to, you included, you seem to be fine with the changes or at least feel like he's not hes not nerfed all hell and back. He just kind of does things a little bit different. There's a new puzzle to figure out. And Asmodan has always been like a quick match champ. Um and he's had his niches. I've played him in Hero League when Hanamura was a thing, and boy, was he a beast on it. And you do see people breaking out the Asmodans in Hero League. But generally speaking, he's never been considered a top-tier competitive character for the most part, and I think that probably will still remain true. But is he bad? Like, no, he's super fun, and especially if you're quick matching with him, he's great. His, we talked last week about his stacking talent, that Q thing, yeah. right? You got to kill minions with your Q. And you can stack off of hitting heroes. Well, there's a talented one that I'm in love with, which is Wrath. Yeah. And that allows you to gain stacks by auto-attacking heroes below 75% health. Whoa. So all of a sudden, I'm playing Asmodan like Raynor. Whoa. Like Tank's trying to disengage. and like, get out of my way. I need to auto-attack this guy. <laughs> just like chucking uh, my fireballs at him. Not even dunking. Just like, let me get to 200. It's like, you know, Kerzy needs 300 auto-attacks to yeah. get insight completed. Yeah. 
you just need 200 auto attacks on 75% or le- less HP dudes. Yeah. Um, and you're golden. I mean, Artanis was great to farm off of because he stays low with the shield on. I'm just like, you know, and I'm like, I don't even care. I'm not playing this weird side lane thing. I'm in there. I'm trying to get all the auto attacks in because in later game, the dunks do damage. Mm-hmm. I can you can still dunk. I mean, you saw some of the dunks. Scott. Yeah, dunks. We were but killing after, it with the dunks. After you had left, I went on a, a four game win streak. Uh, it was kind of weird figuring them out at first, but I started to get really started to get really good with them. Yeah, he's, it uh, makes me so happy to hear that because I haven't played the new reworked um, Asmodan, but to me, he was always that character that was like the curmudgeon of the team. It was like no. I'm Asmodan. I'm going to do my own thing. You won't see me, but I'll be mad at you through the entire game. You're not really going to help me, but you will, or I'm not going to help you, but you will hinder me and I'll be mad about it. And I'm just going to do my own thing and leave me alone. And hopefully we win. And that was kind of my take on Asmodan. Hmm. It was just like, all right, well, he's going to be around doing things and then typing angry text at us. And that will be what our Asmodan does and contributes. Mm -hmm. And thinking like hey maybe somebody who takes that talent might actually be in the team fight wanting to be around other people wanting to interact with other characters uh is a real big positive uh in my opinion yeah Yeah, it's kind of like the sylvanas effect where sylvanas i mean people are still gonna play specialist poorly because they want to afk lane but he's better in the squad right now i've been taking the busy lane like asmodans usually take the empty lane right they're gonna push somewhere in the top or bottom and then do that thing or take a solo lane nah man i want to be in the four lane and i want to be stacking that wrath seems like something they I'm, maybe I'm basically rainer seems like that's what they wanted him to do right is stop being afk well, it's the one talent pick the other two you don't benefit from it but i've been ex- pretty much i settled on that the other talents on the level one tier seem to help you get to stacks faster by doing the clear so it seems like this third pick isn't fast because you've got to auto attack people under specific right. condition yeah. but it's surprisingly the fastest of the options and the power spike reward what it does is after you hit someone with your q when you basic attack the next basic attack you do you deal your annihilation stacks plus the auto attack so if your auto attack let's say is 150 and you've got 400 max annihilation stacks it's 150 plus 400 for that auto and then he has a few other talents that let you it's like um, Lunara, you know, Splintered Spear. If you I think if you Q somebody or if you W them, then your next atta- auto attack hits four targets. Yeah. yeah. Well, he has the same next auto attack hits three targets. Mm. That's interesting. So there's this really interesting a team fighty kind of auto attacky deal. And the laser, you can hit the laser and that does Leoric style damage. It's it's interesting. I'm fascinated by his new rework. Uh, the chat room reminds us, uh, Daniel Danimus said, they pointed out in the Brawl of the Blues uh, that damage from the laser is now at the end of it, does AoE explosion at the end of it. So uh, That's a talent. Oh, that's a talent pick, is it? Yeah. I haven't been taking that talent. There, are, There is laser build stuff. I've been focusing on the auto attack thing for now because mm. it's the way to st- end dunking. Like I just like dunking. Yeah, it <laughs> so, seemed like we were doing all right. In fact, we had so for a while there, I was in a because I wanted to mess around with the skin, and we had some really fortuitous uh, zombie traps and dunks that were killing dudes that were laying waste, mm-hmm. and it was great. It was a really good feeling. Um, and I was worried. I thought, oh man, we're too specialists in this game. That's a weird thing. We're gonna end up with a crazy comp, and maybe we did one or one or two of those games where the game kind of shafted us, but the. But the actual combo of those two characters remains pretty fun. 
Yeah, it was good. It was a good time playing yesterday. Yeah, it was good. Um, all right. Well, there's Asmodan. There's uh Ray Ray, little Ray Ray. Little Ray Ray. The skins are in. They all look great. Um, I'm torn as to my favorite. I I think maybe possibly Nazebo's got my favorite stuff. Oh really? Yeah. That I didn't go in thinking that. I was sure that wouldn't be the case. I really like the new mount, the the Rainer mount, uh, yeah. that you get with the bundle. Also, I just should say I think the bundle was priced really well, the the big heavy one. Yeah. And that made me happy because I think I shelled out a, all of 15 bucks or something. Oh, is that it? I might pick it up then. All I did was buy two of the Rainer ones and called it a day. Yeah, it seemed like a pretty good deal this time around. Now, I had a few gems already, so maybe that helped uh, me not have to go to the next higher tier, the 19, but um, it didn't seem too bad. But I, after playing with them, I just feel like he's got some of the more creative use of this uh, this wasteland skin business. And I think it looks really good on him. So I like that a lot. And season three begins. Oh, man. Feeling that temptation to try to see where I'll end up. Now I'm worried because I don't know why I'm worried. I'm worried about decay. And I know decay hasn't really kicked in yet. Well, it also doesn't impact you. It doesn't impact me in gold, but there's something about it freaking me out. And I I don't know why I feel I mean, this way. I just feel like if I go 10 games, I'm going to find out something shitty. And I'm not sure I'm ready for it. Well, keep in mind, I don't know how much what you've done in Team League will inform your individual plus they are now taking into account if you haven't played in a while and i believe you're like me you skipped this last season i did which means i think you might be starting with more of a blank slate than you might expect um so i would say go in cautious you know you're going to be somewhere between bronze and gold um so it's going to fall somewhere within that realm but uh you know i i think you have made your progress in team league yeah um i think i because i don't think you played a lot of ranked solo right no not especially this last season i didn't even touch it usually i'll get some games in but didn't care so, too last season i think probably it would still consider you you know you're based on your past in there it would still consider you either bronze or silver for hero league probably last time i did it it was something in silver yeah so that's so probably I, that I, but that might all be wiped away too because you you took a season off like I did. Well, Bo, are you climbing the deal? Are you going for it, or what are you doing this time? Mm, I don't know. I, I played some ranked games, got a feel for the voice comm system and all that stuff. Uh, life got busy, so I didn't really climb. I think I had under fifty games this season. Yeah. Um, we'll see about this year. I always I, I do want to take a good run at ranked modes, but it's the question. It takes a lot of time. Mm. I think. Uh, and and I've been enjoying the game enough to play on the casual levels. It's I haven't really felt the need for ranked right now. Given that, like the option to play with friends is always is always there. Yeah, more fun. It's always more fun. So. Um, which isn't available in Hero League. And I'm really I don't know. It's 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 going into Team League is it makes me a little nervous as a two stack. Uh, people need to be ready to, and signed up for that level of play. Yeah. You know, and usually if you're just like, hey, you want to play. If you're ready, someone else might not be. So the conversation hasn't been happening. Right. Um, yeah, but I think I think I mean I'm going to place. I'm going to do the placement games for sure. Uh, we'll see. Part of it too is I know at one point I got a little bit dispirited because some of the reworks gutted my preferred pool, and I just felt really out of the loop as to what to pick and play. Mm. And I'm 
getting a, I have a better sense of things now, so I may re-enter. Uh, we'll see. Just yeah. like to get to Diamond. That'd be cool. I've sure. been at Plat 1 forevers. <laughs> sure. I'm just noticing yeah. a lot of people I follow in the hero space who were kind of ambivalent in the last season or two, uh, especially because some of the problems they had where they had to pull things they had introduced and all that stuff was going on. And we're still not completely out of those weeds, but I've just seen a lot of people on social media that I follow saying, all right, today's the day I start my climb and they're just getting back into it. So yeah. I guess that's a good sign for perhaps the health of the single player hero league ladder climb. I would say if you're below diamond, um, these, anything they're adding, isn't really going to affect you too much with the exception of the third ban. Yeah. And, uh, we know what to ban. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's that meta is settled right now for the most part. Who's getting Pretty first? Who's getting list. first banned now? Like, um, I hear a lot of people calling for Chromie. <clears throat> yeah, Genji needs the ban. Garrosh needs the ban. Tracer needs the ban. Rainer maybe. Maybe Rainer. Rainer might be added to that list, but there's Rainer. only three. I, I haven't checked, but I saw chat say during our Rainer discussion he has the current highest win rate, so oh. he might be on the he might be on the ban list right he now. He might be. It's early. Uh, Rainer has never been an uncounterable hero either, so that's why I'm a little bit like getting away with stuff the first weeks of a of a new rework and things like that. As people get used to you know get used to what's going on with your tricks so once a little bit of time shakes out and maybe he'll get tuned a little bit in the week so i wouldn't yeah yeah as somebody who plays a lot of warriors even before his rework rainer could sneak up on you because you just didn't see him a lot yeah so you forgot a lot of his tricks and all of a sudden next thing you know you get a good rainer against you and you're just like why do i have no health all the time what is happening what's happened to this game yeah. Is you just think, you're out of that experience of dealing with him, so think, it could be a little of that as sure. well. I think Yirel also needs uh, as high on the ban list. Yeah, some people are. Singing she's tough. Praises. She's a yeah. she's a piece of work. It's a lot of it takes a lot of effort to bring her down. I um I was I forgot to say it earlier, and I think it's appropriate. The new Rainer um feels a lot like Samuro in some ways because he's got that every fourth shot. Um crit which increases and that also does some area damage and all that whatever that's called was it get the eat the pepper or someone snorted the pepper or what is it get, get the pepper uh <laughs> no give him some pepper give him some pepper i hate that phrase but anyway um he reminds me of samuro <laughs> so he's samuro why do you hate it let's <laughs> I don't unpack know. this I, don't I, know. I need to know why you hate it i don't so know it sounds like something freaking my dad or my uncle would say give him give him the pepper it's like <laughs> but that's like rainer's whole shtick is that he's you know, an old, old soul. He yeah, is, like right? Old Marshall. But like, if I was at a like one of my little league games, I can just hear my uncle in the stands going, "Hey, Johnson, give him some pepper." It's like, what does yeah. that even mean, <laughs> Uncle Joel? Yeah. But that, that's that like Rainer. Fired Rainer, in there. Rainer's son would be in there being like, "Get in there, take that zerg, and rip off his fang, and give him an anal prolapse with it." You know, like that's. Yeah, Rainer Jr. When he's in there, his trade will be anal prolapse. But I feel, got Ray Rain. I feel like I've introduced Bo to a, a word now that he's going to use a lot. I feel yeah, like forever. It's keep like up. there will be dungeons is like, and then it's going to prolapse. And you're <laughs> let's just hope I don't get creative. Need to prolapse. Let's just hope I don't get creative with my social media business. Yeah. Well, he's when I really like something. I change my profile pic to it. Oh no! Oh lord! No, don't do it. You did not like it. But... Yeah. I did not like it though. <laughs> this doesn't want to happen. No, you didn't like it. You start talking in its voice, whatever that would be. Let's not explore that. 
I don't even want to know. Um, he's tempted. You can I know see he it is. on his face. He's coming up with a <laughs> He's right thinking now. about how that prolapse is going to sound. I have a pretty good idea, but I'm not going to do it. I've got an idea, too. Um, I'm, all right. I'm saving it for, for our D&D. Yeah, session. save it for TWDB. No, T TWBD. That's what you said. Did I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great. Uh, all right. This is pretty cool. Staff writer uh, Moon Prayer over at TempleStorm.com has compiled a bunch of stats from the HGC mid-season brawl. And it's interesting. I like these kind of numbers because, I, I mean, I don't even know how to apply them in my own gaming time, but I find them interesting. Most common comps were two assassins, two warriors, and one support. Uh, that was 53%, 124 matches played. Uh, second in line to that was three assassins, one warrior, one support. And the highest win rate comp was one assassin, one warrior, two support. So double two warrior, two support. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Two, two yeah. warrior, two support, but two support comp, baby. Woo. Let's bring that meta back. That'll be fun. Yeah. No, it was only 17 play. It was only 17 play games played, but two warrior, two supports. Pretty brutal. A lot mm-hmm. of healing, a lot of sustain, deep yeah. health pool. I'm. I have to imagine that's a Genji for the one assassin. Uh, I can't. They, they didn't say the most common heroes in these things, but really mm-hmm. interesting for the most part that the predominant team comp is the double warrior yeah. is what we're seeing, and that's sort of bearing out in our games right now. Yeah. Um, which can lead to pretty uh, slow meta. But if you like playing warriors, now's the time. There's uh, uh, that no specialists in these team comps they're all warriors and uh, and assassins oh yeah no specialists in the top three that's correct well in the top two and barely any one. specialists were played in mid-season brawl which was it's quite interesting because even you know medieval have his time in the sun or your abathur will be not much in the way of tacitar even yeah. um so it's sort of an interesting meta um but yeah it's uh it's a, you know if you're looking to make the solid comp the one that is viewed as the solid uh, composition, it includes two warriors for the most part. Well, let's look at warriors themselves. Uh, Blaze, Garrosh, and Johanna are the top three picks. I see Blaze in there for some reason. I like to hear that. Um, yeah. Garrosh and Johanna represent uh, represented in top fi- in top five bands. So Garrosh and Johanna getting the big band rates and uh, high win rates over ten games. Anubarak, Leoric, and Blaze. So. Yeah, interesting stuff here. Just, I mean, again, this information to help us in our home game, home games. For if you're stuck up playing a role that you're not familiar with, you're like, well, what sort of heroes should I pick? To me, Garrosh and Joanna having being top picked and also top bands means they are active in a lot of the games mm-hmm. and are considered to be very strong for your team comps. So, yep. getting good with those guys right now is the way to go. I love playing Johanna. I always forget. Johanna's powerful. I'm like, eh, Johanna. Yeah. And then I pick it and I never regret it. <laughs> so, so she's, Garrosh is a little weird. Uh, you have to be good with the throw. He's a higher challenge. So if that's, you're, you're looking for something less challenging, Johanna is like solid. Yeah. Not good, hard to use. A good Garrosh makes me want to never play the game again when I play the versus them. They piss me off so bad. Genji Hanzo. How do you feel about oh, yeah. Junkrat? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't. We've had some games where Junkrat has been the bane of your existence. Junkrat um, has been tilting, John. And often, John gets. If something's happy, doesn't like, you're going to hear about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's irritating on the new team, but never. It's not a hero. It's not very often there is a hero that he is maligned by. 
It's been yeah. since uh, when's I mean since <laughs> Nova was the last time you really had a bunch of vocal things to say. About yeah, her. back in the like, oh, you stepped outside your tower and now you're just dead because you took two steps too far away from it. <laughs> He didn't like having Medivh on his own team. That would be yeah. the last hero he was tilted. <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah, that wasn't an enemy team thing. It was I an forgot. allied team thing. And then he played yeah. him and really was good with him, naturally. Like, suddenly John's, like, a perfect Medivh player. And so I haven't heard so much Medivh complaining. But, but yeah, like, in the case of Junkrat, I, I have to agree. He's a pain in the ass. He's just a big – he's just a chaos machine. Yeah, I, I think that's what it is. I think, you know, frequently I'm playing – you know, frontline type characters. So I'm trying to be very thoughtful about my positioning and where I'm going and wanting to be in the right place. And next thing I know, I walk too close to a bush and I've been blown across the screen and it's just like, gosh, freaking dang it. Hmm. Or and I'm usually, hanging out where yeah. it should be safe and here come bombs over trees. And it's just like, oh my gosh. This yeah. And the, the other thing about it yeah. too, is you expect the enemy to disrupt you. Like you expect Alarak to displace you. Right. Yeah. You expect... ETC to power slide into uh, whatever push you away. Can't yeah. remember what that is. Yeah. Um, but the problem is, is he displaces you, but often it doesn't do him or his team any good. Right. It doesn't do it. Like it doesn't do anything. It's just as right. Just like yeah. whatever. Let me hit the bomb. But these people move around, and you're like, how does this help him? Yeah. But it sure is irritating to me. Yeah, it's just there <laughs> to annoy you. It's yeah. not always effective. Sometimes it's literally just to be like, <laughs> and you're just, oh my gosh. I don't know but the worst, so the worst thing is concussion grenade or his concussion mine will will very commonly knock you over terrain that you can't get back quickly from. So yeah. unless you can climb it or do some other fancy thing and hop over it, if you're one of those heroes, you getting back to a team fight is severely hindered by a lucky concussion mine. And I I hate going up against that, especially when they're good at it. Um, so anyway, there's that. Um, what else here? We got assassin picks. Let's do uh, this real quick. Genji, Hanzo, Li Ming, top three picks. Two guys and a girl in a pizza place right there. Uh, Genji, the brothers, man, always hanging out. Genji represented in top bands and top picks. Tracer uh, and uh, Maiev are most banned heroes. Uh, let's see, Jaina and Li Ming was high pick rates for win rates, and win rates, rather. Thrall and, uh, had a losing win rate of 27 games. Boy, Thrall fallen from grace. What's going on these days? Yeesh. Mm. Well, we shouldn't have cheated in the the mock garage or whatever it's called. The mo- <laughs> right. Yeah. He shouldn't have the, the palms. He shouldn't have palm squeezed uh, Gary in the wood or out in the field, or whatever he did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember that story. I read it online. So yeah, I saw it somewhere. Through. Had to be. Had to have happened. Uh, Vala and Chromie did not fare well with low win rates, despite the fact that Chromie is still. Yeah. It's not to say that uh, these heroes. Are by any means not worth playing, like Vala, Chromium, Thrall in your games. Right. Uh, but just interesting that the meta has sh- shifted. I mean, the meta is still such that these high burst heroes, high poke heroes like Leeming and Hanzo, and high burst uh, mobility, Genji and Tracer are you know, the boogeyman right now. Yep. I think the I think the mobility on some of these heroes is it needs needs looking at. Mm, too yeah. mobile. I think so. I mean, if I think you- that. Genji's ridiculous. Tracer's ridiculous. They need they need to be brought in a little bit. I don't know. If you look at what's really popular right now and getting banned and has good win rates and all of that, it is either people that are capable of getting in, doing an insane amount of damage, and getting out quickly. 
is able to take stupid risks because they know they can get out of the situation very quickly. Or in a case of someone like Maev, who does a little bit of that, somebody who puts you where you don't want to be, which is also why Garrosh is so popular. Yeah. So kind of those are the two things that are very popular right now is quick damage out of nowhere and putting people where they don't want to be. Yep. Which is a story of my life. Uh, supports Malfurion, most picked hero overall, 84 games at the midseason brawl. Uh, so once again, the old tree prophet getting lots of play time. Uh, top three picks for support, Malf, Deckard, Kane, and Stukov were your big picks. And keep in mind the difference between Malf, first place with 84 games, and Deckard was like a giant gulf. I didn't write the number down, but it's big. So by far, Malfurion. Like overwhelmingly, Malfurion is the... Yeah. Support Zuzur. Yeah. I don't like his new thing. I'm not really a fan of it. It's okay. Like his whole like you'd think I'd like it because it's Stukoff ish. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's it's a little abstract and I don't like it as much. Like Stukov makes sense. It's like here, here's a here's a here's a poopy germ <laughs> and you can spread it to your buddy there and oh you guys are down low, I'm gonna hit a button to make it pop for you. Tree Prophet's like, okay. I'm going to put a heel on you and it'll, I'll keep pumping that heel by dropping moonfire on these dudes. I don't know. It's just, it's obscure and weird. Like why does I, healing, why is the healing help by dropping moonfire on enemies? It doesn't make any sense. Like it's not lore sense. It doesn't make any like practical sense. It's just weird. I think it's, I think his popularity is because his healing is pretty good, but at the same time, he also does the roots, which is extremely effective with the meta that we have. And the yeah. anti-dive. I mean, Twilight Dream, Genji comes in and you Twilight Dream. Yeah. You know, if there's an engage from a from a, a backline, uh, you're there with Tree Prophet and silencing everything, and then they die. It is and good. And he's good on both ends of that. He's right. good as a counter to Genji, and yeah. he's good with Genji setting up a, hey, here's a good spot where we're going to isolate somebody, communicate to everybody, this is who we're isolating, and destroy this person. Yeah. No, he's cool. Whatever. Puts the turf down, makes trouble. He's fine. It's Malfurion, everybody. <laughs> you are so bummed about Malfurion. I am bummed this about him. It's like your him. darkest day. I like you him. You loved him. So I did. Much. I was getting into him and was really, I was happy to play him when we needed one. And just the changes felt weird to me and they still feel off, but maybe I just need to quit being a boob. I'm, I'm like those guys who have a hard time with asthma dance changes. They just. Don't like change. Yeah. That's well, I mean, I'm just at, getting back to Chromie. Right. You were at Relationship Goals Toronto with him. Yes. And yeah. now you're at Relationship Goals, <laughs> uh, that dude who wrapped him in brambles. Yeah. Well, it was uh, Zach Zixar-Z. Xerxes. That's who did it. Yeah, the bad guy in uh, 300. Yeah. Who also was, uh, he's currently a cowboy on Westworld. That guy. Well, you got to do something to stay relevant. Yeah, you got to keep. You got to pay those bills. Oh, is that is that who he is? The the mm-hmm. one that's all in black. Yeah. Was that who? Yeah, your your bandit guy. Yeah, that's Xerxes. He was also Paulo on uh, the Nikki and Paulo stuff that was on Lost that everybody hated. He was Paulo. He's actually just a little short, shrimpy guy. But Xerxes seems like such a giant badass that you just forget that that guy could be that actor. Was Nikki and Paulo in Lost? Sorry, this is like, but I'm curious. They met a really bad end, right? They did. They were basically buried alive, petrified. They couldn't yeah. move or say anything, but they were alive when they got buried. And they were dead. Yeah. Now they're rough. Dead. Yeah. It was a weird thing. That whole it was a weird season. 
Anyway. <laughs> what else <laughs> spoilers here? for lost yeah spoilers everybody lost that was a thing uh let's talk about uh oh um uh the in supports ariel and rhaegar had poor showings just worth mentioning uh because i don't know why they had poor showings but again it's like Bo said this you know this isn't indicative that they're bad characters it's just in the big scheme of the competition they were not just in, in looking at what's going on in the hgc uh, to sort of point to what's working what's not Right, and even if they don't win, still that they're being played or considered at that level. Now, here's the real bummer numbers. If you are a big specialist fan, top three played: uh, Abathur nine games is all. Uh, Medivh five. That's not very many portals and birds. Four <laughs> four games with Hammer. You know Hammer, the tank lady. Uh-uh. I haven't seen her in a while. She's in there, and then you got uh, uh, this note that it's not a specialist friendly meta. Uh, which we talked about before, and who knows reasons why. I mean, what do you think? Like, Bo, what do you think it has to change to make it so that... <laughs> how, oh, no, we, we want make... them gone. This is not a bad thing. <laughs> Special is blow. I um... played a game against the Hammer recently that I would like to scrub from my memory, so I'm all uh, about this. Okay, but wait a minute. So so how is... I mean, I play uh, an Azebo like an assassin. Like I'm not really playing him like a like a true specialist, and that's probably why you see him in a lot of games, uh, certainly outside of this competition, but in a lot of games. Um, what can be done? Do we make all of those heroes a little more assassin-like or a little more support-like, and just get rid of this classification altogether and be done with it? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um. So so specialists, specialists we've established for a long time. Apart from some sort of and I'm trying to think of the exceptions. Like, is Probius a specialist? Yes. Yeah. Um, specialists sort of have that moniker, generally speaking, because if you're not tanking, supporting, or participating damage-wise in a team fight, what are you doing? Why are you special? And like, <laughs> there's there's jung there's like characters that favor the jungle, yeah. but they're generally assassins and not specialists. Right. Uh, some warriors are able to. It's like. What are you doing? What is a specialist? And it's like they push in the lanes good. And it's like, but there's other stuff that needs to be done. Like, like we can have assassins and tanks that are good at clearing lanes that don't have to be specialists, and we get the pleasure of playing those roles and being good at lane clear if we need to be. And a specialist, if their strongest aspect of their kit is to play in the lane, then they're PvEing. And that doesn't encourage the sporting style of the game. Yeah. Um, which involves team fight, especially given that the slow match times in Heroes doesn't emphasize the laning phase. So, if anything, the game design doesn't promote a strong laner because you spend not much time laning. So, yeah. it's better to have characters who can quickly zip around, get jungles, who can come clear a lane, but then attend the team fight or the objective thing happening. Right. So specialists are like what? They're they're toxic. Like it's it's toxic gameplay in in a game that's designed. Basically, you're at your best when your teammates are keeping the other five busy, and you can just mow down a fort. Yeah, and uh, it feels unfair when you're on the receiving end of it. It sucks, uh, and it's just like, well, I guess we just give it that keep because there comes demonic invasion, and blah, 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 blah. they didn't have to. They didn't even have to get a map objective to accomplish this. They stuck a gargantuan in it. They just use their regular rotation. And it's like, it's obnoxious. Like, 
you're sitting there and you're like, dude, I'm guarding the base. They're like, I don't care. I can, you can sit in your base and I'm still going to take out your stuff because I'm just good at it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not like I, you know, early on it sort of made sense. We didn't have a big roster. It's cool to have that kind of thing. We have like 80 heroes. There's no need for someone good at pushing in an unattended lane. Well, city. That sounded like a, who made the fart sound just now? Who I did it with my mouth. Oh. Was, but he did it in a real like magician misdirection yeah. kind of way. Yeah. It sounded like somebody ha- hacked into our call and made a fart sound. All right. Well, the reason, uh, the thing I was going to say was what? The fart threw me off. Oh, Sidian in the chat room says, once upon a time, there was more to this game than just face smushing in the mid lane. I don't think that's the problem. The game has always been let's go Ooh, we can have a little mini fight at the beginning okay now spread out let's get xp but the laning part of it was either cheese or slight advantage maybe like i i think i agree with what it's Bo not, said. The, the laning part is not like in the beginning the beginning whatever if you know we all we've all played those games where sylvanas and she's the worst at this it's not a good use of sylvanas but sylvanas is in the bottom lane you see everyone's in the middle smushing that doesn't mean everyone's <laughs> in the middle of pushing. And, uh-huh. and and you see Sylvanas' minimap portrait trying to pick off a tower. Like, I'm so glad I queued up. I get to kill this tower. Compelling gameplay. And it's like, I'm strategic because I didn't join the smush in the middle. Look at the depth of the strategy. And it's like, you know, like, come on. Like, you should smush in the middle because everyone's got quests they got to complete. Smushing is like mutually assured quest completion that we all do. In the beginning, and if we don't have a quest, it's still kind of fun to, to get that early yeah. throwdown. Yeah. And yeah. laning doesn't matter that much in this game, at least when you're playing casual modes and you're quick matching it. There's probably a rationale if you're trying hard to not throw the game from level one by giving up a bunch of unnecessary deaths and feeding your enemy team stacks. Yeah. If we're having a high level competitive conversation, don't unless you're one draft hard early. Don't go and kill yourself mid lane. It's bad, but it's not so punishing that we can't do it in a casual game and just have fun. They have done everything they can to teach us and to remind us that the little mid riff that we have showing every game where everyone goes mid and fights is a bad idea. We've had discussions where you get more XP from clearing a full minion wave down in the respective lanes than you do from if you get a kill. You, If the other team has a bunch of questers, you deny them getting their quest. There's every reason not to do that, and the players have unanimously said, no, but we like it. Right. And so it's just a part of the game at this point. And you even see it to some degree in pro games. They'll still go, they won't do it maybe for as long, you don't stop and go, well, objectives come up and nobody has gone to another lane yet, but everybody likes to do it. Everybody likes to go just get a couple shots on in the mid lane and say, hey, can we make something weird happen here? It's yeah. fun. Right. So, I got to start stacking my wrath, Asmodan. I mean, the game I played just before the show is in mid. Muradin and Rainer went to go lane and I was still in there like, yeah! I wouldn't I wouldn't quit in the mid lane because I'm stacking annihilation down. Well, there was also like, there there's a there's a the fight in the middle at the beginning has another value and that's the mental game value which is if you quickly lay waste to somebody's I don't know Muradin, let's say, in that first little scrum and you just wipe them out and no one's even level 2 yet, there's some there is some mental destruction of the other team when you do that. 
you put yeah. them in a place where they're like, oh, really? Already? Our tank is dead? Even though most players know this means nothing this early, there's still something in the back of your mind going, damn it. Don't, you know, you don't get to come in here and it's like somebody scoring a three pointer in the first shot of a basketball game or something. Yeah. You, like, get to, you get to vibe off the dopamine a bit. Like, yeah, we got this. Yeah. So I don't, I don't have it's any good problem feeling. with that. I like it. Yeah. It's like getting stoned. But yeah. So but, uh, the long way around the barn is, is that's why it's like specialists. If anything, it's less obnoxious to be all in the middle fighting than it is to have a portrait of somebody who's clearly just like, I'm the master of strategy. I found a lane where no one is. <laughs> it's like, you know, whatever. Right. You're right. Play another game. <laughs> I, I think you're right. I think that it's weird that people um, think that that's a thing that they're doing and that they're blowing everybody's mind with it. Like, oh, yeah. look, you guys, I found bottom lane. There's no one down here right now. I'm going, I'm going to win this game. Um, all right. What else? Maps. Let's talk about maps real quick. Top pick maps for Volskaya, 17 games. Tomb at 17, so technically tied. Uh, that's of the Spider Queen. Towers of Doom at 15. Infernal Shrines at 15. Dragonshire at 15. And Battle for Eternity, or BOE, or as I like to say, Body Odor Everywhere. Uh, not really. Uh, that had 10 games. So any surprises there? Volskaya seems to be popular. That's good. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, what's what's notable about this is the map picks are pretty important because they do they are picked strategically by the teams, and some of it some of it involves like team A knowing what team B's weak points are. But generally speaking, if there's a pattern of picking, it means these are preferred competitive maps. <laughs> and, and John agrees with me. Apparently, his head is shaking up and down quite a bit. As, um, oh, I'm because I'm bouncing my foot and my hands on my desk. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. You're bouncing, so it looks like you're saying yes a lot. Um, I agree with you, Bo. Everything you yeah, say. That's exactly how it happened. Yeah. Um, so uh, <laughs> the top big maps are, are th for the most part, three-lane maps. Volskaya, Tomb, Towers, Infernal Shrines, <laughs> uh, BOE, not BOE, Dragonshire, are all three-lane top pick maps because three-lane maps... I'm sorry, they're just better than two-lane maps, in my opinion. But I think they provide more counterplay and opportunities that both teams perceive when they pick these maps because of the additional lane. I think if you're not changing the number of lane, number of players in the match to match the number of lanes that you're reducing it by or adding to, that fundamentally... Oh, I see. I Scott's see. getting bored. I see no, what Scott's doing. I'm not, Apparently, I'm not. we've reached the end of the show. <laughs> I'm not. I um, promise. I just wanted to see what that would look well, like. You didn't see what he did to you. It's it very no, I, not no, worse than mine. But anyways, uh, audio listeners, Scott is playing with gifts. I'm not bored. I'm just. I like to. Um. So yeah. Yeah. No. I'm just. I'm just joking. But they're all three lane maps, and the only with the exception of Boe, which I remember saying last. I think it was last week or the week before. Boe is interesting two lane map because it's activity in the middle takes some time and is dramatic and has lots of it's just a lot of fun and also there are a lot of opportunities in that map mm. whereas most two-lane maps like braxis it's like i don't know win the pads in the first phase or you're screwed <laughs> like it you know and cursed hollow has that similar feeling like the games are decided really early and kind of in draft so um yeah i think uh i think i think so, this is reflective so what do you think about the idea of just dump three two lane maps just dump them be done well boe is a success on the two lane map front um hanamura i guess has been was a two lane map i think is switching to a three lane map if 
are rumors to be believed. Um, I'm not sure. I don't remember. But yeah. but yeah, I think we do. I think we do away with them. I think two lane maps are problematic. I think there are too many people, too many players on the field with, with not enough to do. Yeah. When when ten players are on the field, there's only two lanes. It's pretty. It's like the last thing anyone's really worried about. So you just get someone really strong to babysit the lanes, and you do cheesy stuff. So like. Yeah, I think I think three lanes, or we should experiment with four lanes. Where's our four lane map? I'd love to see what that looks like. Oh my gosh! But um, but two lanes is definitely uh, what would four lanes look little. like? Four lanes sounds scary to me. What does that even look like? Oh my gosh! I don't know, but they 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 play around with map shapes, so I feel like they could do it. Okay, you have you have faith in their ability to pull that. Or one. a no lane map and something really different, All right. but. That's a no lane. Not enough episode. Not enough time left in this episode. Stare at each other to death. <laughs> a no lane map. I mean, well, that's basically we do away with lanes, but we have things to do in a map area. Right, like a big jungle. Yeah, just a big jungle. Objective based game. Sure. I don't know. Just yeah. a big jungler of some sort. That's interesting. Like that. I mean, I, yeah. Uh, now that you say it, now that I've thought about it for a second, it's actually kind of interesting. Well, we'll see. Those are the stats as far as we know them. You want to go check those out at templestorm.com. They have the complete listing. And you can find some interesting stuff there. Before we move on to an email, a note that if you enjoy this show, I have some really, really good news for you. Because on the weekends, on Saturday specifically, at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern, we record live right here at frogpants.tv, a live D&D session that Bo is the DM for. John and I have our own characters in there. And we are joined by Kyle and Kristen, the Fergusons, the Fergs, and they also have their own characters, and it's a fantastic time. We're like 23 sessions into this thing, and you're really missing out if you're not checking it out. So if you want to go catch up, all the episodes are on YouTube, and they're linked over at therewillbedungeons.com, uh, and you can find the podcast there if you're into audio listening, or if you want to watch us live, park your butts here on Saturdays, uh, including this Saturday, as we have another three-hour session together in There Will Be Dungeons at therewillbedungeons.com. Go check it out. You will not be disappointed. Okay, let's get to a quick email from Serum. 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 C-E-R-I-M. I think it's a fake name, but who knows. Anyway, he says this. Uh, this is about episode binging. Binging on our show. Hey there, core hounds. Uh, tree Scar here. Tresscar. Scar. That's his other name. I'm writing in for two things in particular. Firstly, the subject line is not a joke. I took it upon myself to blitz the entire podcast from start to finish via listening to episodes at work. It took me about six and a half weeks, not going to lie. As a result, however, I have not only taken shots at trying out heroes I never would have considered, uh, but become a better player through your discussion of play around them. So thank you for that. Well, that's very nice of you to say. Secondly, having listened to episode 134, or just listened to it, I've too found myself captivated by Bo's mention of theater and directing. That was an awesome tidbit that I had not expected, and much like Scott, would love to hear more about the, that kind of thing, maybe as a side piece like the Dear Martha letters. Thanks for all your work that you put into the show each week. See you in the Nexus. Tree Don't tell Martha she's a side piece. That's no, she'll not going to go over well. She's, not she's the main that. piece. She's the main piece. We haven't done uh, one in a while, Who's but... your side piece? It's Valera, I think, isn't it? Yeah, you're getting a little, a little Valera on the side. Sylvanas. Um, you're getting a little undead. Sure. 
she's she's a little of the purple arrow. Hey. (laughs) Uh, Thank you, uh, Trey Scare, for your suggestion. We could have we could do a segment called Bo's Masterpiece Theater, where we delve completely into non-heroes of the storm related topic of the theater. I think it's super cool, and it's a part of your life that I'm always interested in hearing about. So if we come up with excuses in the in the future on this show, we might, but maybe we'll do. Maybe I just need to do one of my little diary episodes and I'll just interview Bo about his theater life and then put that up where people can get it. That way I you can get it. that'd be good. Yeah, it seems, seems I like... I also think, though, that Bo should write, the next time there's a hero rework, he should write a skit involving that character talking to another character and we should have to act it out, Scott. Oh, I love it. I'd do that. Yeah, I'd do that. Let's do that. Whatever the next hero is, I write a small piece and we perform... like. Yeah, you perform it together. Or yeah. You perform it separately, and I audio no, it. Together. We perform it together. We perform it together. Live. We do it live. Yeah, we do it live. Okay, F it. All right, let me put this in my calendar. Okay, I love it. This is amazing. Hot musical. Talk to my PA. We'll get this uh, sorted here. This I hope amazing. it's Chromie. I hope one of us has to do a Chromie voice. I did not. Well, Bagheera... Chromie's already released. It has to be an unreleased. Bagheera, I they did not say. Gonna... They said they're going to rework Chromie. Oh, oh you mean the next rework? I thought you meant the next hero release. Oh, Could be either. Either one. Could be. Whatever oh, you, you opening feel. it up for me? Whatever touches your creative bone. Giving me options is usually bad for you, John. Mm, yeah, so. I know. Yeah, I know. he knows what he's doing. But it's good for the listeners, so, you know, I will wear that hat. Bagheera in the chat says, did he say diarrhea episode? No, I said diary. Diary, not diarrhea. Hey, Bo, do you want me to interview on my diarrhea show I do? Uh, I, I didn't know you did a diarrhea show. I don't. But I am not, not surprised. I don't do one. Sounds on like diarrhea. a one-star iTunes review. And I don't. I know how you don't like <laughs> cast. So I know it's not diarrhea cast or anything like no, that. No, I hate putting the word show. cast on things. I hate it. It would be a show. Yet another Scott Johnson diarrhea show. Diarrhea one, show. One star. One star. I'd go lower if they let me. <laughs> no, I think... If they called it another diarrhea episode, they'd give it two stars and you'd be left to wonder why. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I love that idea. <laughs> I hated the content, but the audio quality was weird. <laughs> Di- subject line, diarrhea show. <laughs> uh, thanks for your email, Treescar or Truscar, however you say your name. CoreHeroesForYou.com is the email address that he or she used. I assume it's a he, but I don't know. I have no idea. I don't see gender. I don't see color. I don't see any differences. We're all just one big homogenous. (laughs) Yeah, I do see those things. I see them. You're usually the first to point them out, too, as a matter of fact. (laughs) Uh, I can't believe I didn't think of the Sasquatch in the chat says there will be diarrhea. There's a perfect TWBD uh, reuse. Very nicely done. Um, all right. Uh, send us your emails. We'd love them. Again, it's uh, core at heroesforyou.com, or you can go right to the site at heroesforyou.com and click on the contact link. That works just as well. We also do show notes for every episode that we do, and you can go leave comments there. A reminder, you can support this show by chucking your money our way at patreon.com slash core show. Every little bit helps. Even if you went over there and said, here's a buck, that'd be amazing. Patreon.com slash core show. And huge thanks to everybody who already does. Uh, is that it? That's it. Heroesforyou.com. Uh, John's on Twitter. You can find him at John underscore Jagger. I'm at Scott Johnson. Bo is at Bo Schwartz. And uh, you can find the show at Core Show. 
no, I'm sorry, Core Heroes. How long have I been doing this? Hmm. Uh, Core Heroes, Core Heroes. Is, the, uh, is the deal. So use that. Use it often. Have a great week. We'll see you guys next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. That's a good question. Let's submit this one to the podcast award. This is a a winner. Let's see how many votes we get for this one. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.